baby block. Get that garbage out of here. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what he do? There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. OG with a look. Got it! OG and Anobi at the buzzer! Oh, like, because my shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. Like you lost another one. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. My name is Drew Horton, and let's get into it. This has been a down year for the Raptors. They're currently 20-34 and 34 in 10th place in the East, although they have won two in a row, but the slow start combined with injuries, COVID absences, more injuries, and then more COVID absences have meant that they're not playing anywhere near the level that some, including myself, expected them to be playing at this year. But despite their struggles, there have been some great highlights for the Raptors this year and talked about them a bit on the last podcast. You should check that out if you haven't already. But we're going to talk about some more recent highlights and hopefully brighten your day if you are a little too far down about the Raptors season. But before I get into that, a word from our sponsors. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince. And how do you get a country girl's attention? A tractor. If you laughed at either of these jokes, you should try this brand new product. Socks with sandals. If you like ham and cheese sandwiches, puns, and making noises when you sit down, you should try them today. For the man in your life who yells at the TV during football games while drinking Budweiser, they're socks with sandals. Brought to you by Dads. Now, like I said, the Raptors are currently in 10th place, which means they would be involved in the play-in tournament. And I think that with all their guys back and playing at the level that they should, they can beat any one of those teams for the play-in, although they would then immediately get just smoked in the first round of the playoffs playing a real contending team, which would not be fun to see, but uh, hey, playoff basketball is playoff basketball. Some people suggest tanking, and I'm against it for the most part. I just think that going out there and trying not to win is wrong somehow, <laughs> and it sets the wrong image for your franchise and your culture. And I think the Raptors have too much integrity to be blatantly tanking. They have been doing some things with resting and injuries and things like that, but the players aren't going out there and doing anything less than whatever they can do to win. And this was on full display in their most recent game against the Warriors, where they won by 53 points. And that game, combined with a lot of very close losses this year, has propelled them to have a positive point differential in the season, despite being 14 games under 500. They are the best bad team in the NBA, which is a moniker that's both hopeful, but also you know, disappointing because we're 14 games under 500. But another thing to inspire hope in a Raptors fans, they set the franchise record for points and a half this year against the Cavs with an 87 point first half, culminating in a fairly easy victory. The arrival of Gary Trent Jr. to the Raptors in a trade sending off fan favorite, personal favorite Norman Powell to the Trailblazers has led to some great moments so far. He's 22 years old and a great prospect. He could be an all-star in years to come and part of this Raptors core going forward. 
Some examples of that, he hit a nice game-winning buzzer beater against the Wizards, which is nice to see because so many game-tying or game-winning Raptor shots have rimmed out this year. Sorry, Pascal. But he also set two career highs this year. First, he got a low 30-point game earlier in the season, and just recently, in that Cavs game, he went for 44 points on 17 of 19 from the field. That is a just absurd shooting night. The night was so good that it was historic, in fact. There are only three players in history, including now Gary Trent Jr., that have scored 44 or more points on 89% or more shooting in NBA history. The other two people on that list, Jerry West and Mike Woodson. Some elite company to have for sure. Now back to the career high points tracker. GTJ, of course, just mentioned 44 points. Boucher had 38 points and 19 rebounds in his best game ever. And the Raptors, in their recent game versus Orlando, had two bench guys get career highs. Utah Watanabe had 21 points for his best game ever. And Paul Watson Jr. had 30, including 20 points in the third quarter. Now, despite the Magic trading away 90% of their talent and 90% of the Raptors being out, it was still a fun game to watch and great to see those guys get career highs after working so hard and keeping their heads down. But perhaps most importantly this season, the Raptors are once again sponsored by Primo Pasta, who sponsored the Raptors through the dark times, which can be signified by the wasting of the all-star career of Chris Bosh and Andrea Bargnani. Oof, those were tough days to be a Raptors fan. Now the question with Primo Pasta returning to the Raptors, is this a sign of the turnaround, using dark magic to combat the dark magic of the COVID season? Or this is a sign of more losing to come. We'll see it unfold as Primo Pasta returns. In other highlights for the Raptors this year, these ones are some social media highlights, and of course there are more, obviously, but uh, these are just three of my favorites. First, a nice little fact, Utah Watsonabe of the Toronto Raptors has the highest NBA jersey sales in Japan this season out of any player, including guys like Steph Curry, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. It's awesome. Now into Raptors Nation Facebook news, a uh, shout out to Malachi Flynn's dad, Eric, for having an unnecessarily active Facebook account while talking to Raptor Nation and either shouting loud and proud when his son plays or ripping the coaching staff when he doesn't. It's always a joy to see a dad who is just a little bit overbearing considering his son is an NBA player with a legitimate future. And lastly, my favorite social media post of the year so far. I'm sorry, Aaron Baines. I like you. You've just been very, very disappointing on the court this year. Still a great guy off the court. You got all that going for you. But this is a finalized trade rumor, uh, a meme, of course, where the Raptors trade Aaron Baines to the Miami Heat for a condo timeshare and a firm handshake. Now, the funniest part about this whole thing is knowing Masai, I think we got them to overpay with the condo when we probably would have just taken a firm handshake. Again, uh, sorry, Aaron. Now to wrap things up with just a little bit of around the NBA news. Uh, the Nuggets' Jamal Murray, good Canadian boy, but unfortunately out for the rest of the season with an ACL injury, which could really affect the Nuggets' chances in the playoffs. He's part of that one-two punch with Nikola Jokic, and now I don't know how they fare against the top seeds of the West. Without him, they just don't have that offensive firepower that's needed in the playoffs. That'll leave a heavier load on Nikola Jokic, and with an amazing segue, I go into my second point. Jokic really should win the MVP. It's been absolutely amazing this year. The Nuggets are 36 and 20. He's averaging 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists per game from the center position. 
and I think he's got some of the biggest impact in the league. And the only guys that are close have been injured for stretches, and I think that should really help his case with the award this year. Now, unfortunately, another big injury happened recently. Donovan Mitchell is out with an unknown time frame due to an ankle sprain, and that could really affect their seating in the West because he's sort of their leading player and their leading scorer, definitely. And they're in first now, but they could easily fall if they don't remain in top shape, which could be disastrous because in the West, that first round is rarely a gimme. And to be in first and play a 500 team is huge for your rotations, your rest, and your confidence going forward in the playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, wow, my segues are on fire today. The Knicks are back. They're fourth in the East, mainly thanks to Julius Randle, who seems to be carrying them to the playoffs. And they haven't been in the playoffs for a while. Seems like in the last decade, they've been the laughingstock of the NBA and sometimes even the laughingstock in the entire world of sports. Their owner, James Dolan, has run them into the ground, made them a joke, really, in NBA circles. But they're back now, and they've got some talent going forward, and, you know, R.J. Barrett's going to look good. They've also, like I said, they've got Julius Randle, who is just shooting the lights out for them this year, and is the biggest reason why they're currently in a playoff spot. So good for him, good for them, and uh, I look forward to seeing them get beaten in the first or second round. Now, I know there is a little bit of salt in my voice there as I said that, but genuinely, I don't think they have the talent to win more than one playoff series. Maybe they get, you know, Indiana or a dysfunctional Boston in the first round and squeak by them, but whoever they play in the second round is just going to kick the absolute snot out of them because the three teams that really have a chance are Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philadelphia. And if you're not one of those three teams, then you really don't have a chance in the East this year. It's just the way it is. To offer an olive branch, I think that if the Raptors win the play-in and they get into the first round against the top team in the East, I think they will probably get swept. So, they're Knicks fans. That's my olive branch. Uh, sorry, uh, I still hate James Dolan. And that's it. Thanks for listening to episode 9 of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. I was off on a bit of a hiatus there, but I aim to start making these a little more regularly now, and hopefully you guys are enjoying them. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and this is Drew Horton signing off. Peace!